Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Let's talk about investment strategies, money, mindfulness, uh, especially for women, for younger investors, Gen Z, Gen Y. Uh, these are topics that, are, that we have talked about many times uh, over the past two years on the show uh, and trying to um, have people come on that, that talk about empowerment because we know that um, certain – uh, you know, especially especially men t- tend to have been been uh, traditional investors and and had the benefit of understanding what's going on. But more and more in in the past ten years or more, um, we are seeing uh, um, uh, assistance for women and for younger investors out there. Let's talk now to Junko Yoda, who is the advisory board member for Women of the. World Endowment, WOWI, as it's called, is on a mission to make the gender landscape more equitable, including um, uh, investing and empowerment for women. Junko, hello and welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Hi, Glenn. Nice to um, uh, talk to you and thanks for the invitation. All right. How about now? Let's see. I can hear. She's there. I think we're hearing you. Yeah, she's there. She's there. It must be on your side. Hello, Junko. I'm Neil Humphreys and I can hear you just fine. For some reason, I wasn't hearing it. Maybe it's my just my headphones. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it helps if I turn my headphones up, doesn't it? This, see, Junko, this is what I have to deal with. He had his headphones turned off. <laughs> Not off, just down. Anyway, Junko, thanks for joining us today. And uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about WOWI, Women of the World Endowment. Sure. It's, a, uh, it's based in Washington, D.C., and it's a new initiative, um, I would say like three years old. And what we're trying to do here is trying to change the way we look at capital allocation or the flow of the money, using the flow of money, how women's um, equity can go up and also to do good for the world. So some of the key things that we're trying to do here is that there's really four of them. So we need uh, to utilize more women talent. And uh, right now it's still underutilized in terms of leadership, only Less than 5% of uh, VC recipients or the fund manager or the CEOs are women. Mm. So that means the capital allocation or the investment that is done right now are mostly by men, basically, because they're the ones that are in the senior leadership for uh, moving the money. Is that 5% around the world or in a specific part of the world? Or how how does that 5% of women get in VC I think that number is uh, uh, sort of a... It, this is U.S. based, so I would say mm-hmm. in the U.S. Uh-huh. Wow, and, and we would we would assume it's more, better in the U.S. than it is in many other places, right? So, I would imagine so too. Yeah. When you look at VC recipients in Asia, yeah. I'm also involved in that front too. And then yes, very yeah. few. Sorry, I think you had a couple of other points you wanted to mention. I jumped in on the first one there, but uh, please carry on. Yeah. So another thing is products. I mean, product itself is not designed from gender perspective. So corporation may not be looking at it. So think like, for example, um, car manufacturing company. When they first decided to work on like the safety and use dummies, they made it. Of course, it's American company. They use m- dummy that is size of male, basically. Mm-hmm. So they might do a lot of um, uh, experiment on that, but it, it leaves the con- sort of view of children or women or even pregnant women using the uh, the belt, for example, seatbelt. So products and, for example, utility companies, where do you put your uh, light poles? Is it near 
it's a street that is uh, going to make the safety for the women. Um, so that sort of thing. And also the users and consumers are women. And then their input is not necessarily into the product design itself. And, uh, yeah. Fascinating. So the third part we want to point out is that uh, women are problem solvers because they're the consumers basically buying day-to-day stuff. So why not get more perspective of consumer, especially in education, healthcare, urban planning, and nutrition, that area should involve more of the women's voices and from the consumer voice. And then lastly is the um, leadership style. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, our leadership style is very top-down, hierarchical, but women tend to be much more collaborative, and uh, they have, like, networking leadership style that um, Malcolm Gladwell uh, talks about in the post-pandemic world, network type of leadership is a new type of leadership. For example, the COVID vaccination development and so forth, a lot of women scientists and um, company people uh, collaborated outside of their responsibility to make it happen. So uh, that's another thing to think about. So we are thinking from the leadership, product, and problem-solving consumer perspective and from the network leadership style that we should be using more, we should be putting more capital into women and also to have that power of uh, the capital allocation from the women. Fascinating. We're talking to Junko Yoda, the advisory board member of Women of the World Endowment, which was a mission set up to try to make the gender landscape more equitable. And, and Junko, I'm always interested in the personal backstory, the, Eure- the eureka moment, the epiphany, whatever it was. What was it that was happening in your workplace or your experience? You've been in the industries for 25 years managing investment portfolios. What was your personal story that made you want to do this? What were you seeing or dealing with that you made you think, we need to make a change here? So, yeah, I come from a um, Japanese uh, family, and I was brought up in Tokyo. And my father was an entrepreneur. He just was a startup entrepreneur. And uh, he decided that, oh, my gosh, I wanted boys, but I ended up with two girls. <laughs> and uh, my uh, value system is independence, which is quite rare for Japanese, but he's very independent-minded. What am I going to do with them? So they decided to put me into an international school. And, uh, but my father was part of We didn't have money. We used to live in a one-bedroom, four-family in a one-bedroom. Wow. And here I am going to international school. Everybody's driven by chauffeurs and nice cars and living in a beautiful home when I go for birthday parties. And I say, hey, my life is really different. Uh, I want to be like them, right? So at the same time, at home, my dad was quite patriotical, and my mom was a typical Japanese woman, uh, obey everything he says. And here I am. He created a monster of an independent little international kid and saying, this is so unfair. I want to get out of this place. How am I going to get out of this place? I need some power. I don't have power like my dad. So Mm. I said, I'm going to make some money. And that's how I got into the investment banking world. Mm. And there, of course, you see, uh, especially in my time, um, uh, not many women partners at Goldman Sachs. In fact, I was there when they made the first female partner. So this is where my sort of like origin story of uh, female and money started. 
Great yeah, it's, story. it's interesting. Great I mean, you, you've you've uh, you've managed investment portfolios. You've built sales and trading businesses and global investment banks. Um, you, you know, you've done so much. Uh, Deutsche Bank and and others. Uh, you got your MBA from Columbia. I mean, and and and, and also a senior fellow at Harvard. I mean, you have really pushed yourself to excel uh, in in a very non-traditional way, as you mentioned, especially for a young Japanese woman. Uh, and now that, now that you have, have been out in the working world for a, a number of years, what do you find are the biggest challenges with the younger generation, the up-and-coming generation of, let's say in this case, particularly women workers? You know, Gen Z um, and now Gen Alpha coming along, Gen Y, you know, there's, there are different... Uh, uh, different notions of what the work, uh, what work should be, and and what fulfillment looks like for that younger generation. What are you seeing as you're talking to younger women, mentoring younger women about what their needs and concerns are? Well, I think that's um, a really good question and relevant uh, for a lot of these young women. I mean, they come in in the world, right? All equal, going to university. Then they started working, and then they would have to face their challenges of shall I have a family or not, mm. and then uh, how am I going to build my career around that choices? So women have a lot to contend with. And I think also the, um, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, women have to deal with is that um, uh, we think we're victims or maybe we're doing something wrong. Uh, how about we put in the lens that the world is wrong? I mean, we don't look at it that way. So I have to become this. I have to become that. And um, so they pressurize themselves and lose self-esteem. I guess the key here is to be able to have a, uh, I think mentorship is important, to have a role model is important, and also to have a value system to understand what is important for your life, Mm -hmm. not just in comparison with people in the past or right now, but what is it that is important for you right now? And you need allies to talk about these things. And uh, more innovative allies you have or allies that you really think about it, I think you're going to have more sort of like your own board of directors mm. to uh, give ideas. And again, your own board of directors should be diversified, not just women, but maybe men also, mm-hmm. to get different viewpoints. Fascinating. Junko, you've had such a fascinating story, and I want to focus a bit more on this value system because I think yours would be quite unique because, as you said, you was a Japanese girl in an international school. You have subsequently worked for multinational corporations all over the world. As you've developed this value system along the way, what have you picked from the different cultures, say from the Japanese culture, the Western culture, Southeast Asian cultures, that have really helped you build that value system? Well, I think... um You're right. I mean, I've worked in Japan, Singapore, uh, Hong Kong, working with American company, German company, and all sorts. And I think we tend to a little bit pigeonhole ourselves too much. I think the two things is important. One is that we tend to pigeonhole ourselves and create our own boundaries saying that this is me and I'm in this culture. I cannot be something else. Hmm. But I think we can always adapt. And adaptation is really important and then pick up what is the best um, of each culture that you see and try to adapt. And also another thing is to be able to see from their perspective, from the other people's perspective. So what is important for them? You know, what is their challenges? 
And if you kind of look at the world that way and look at people's challenges and from their viewpoint, I think at the end it becomes quite universal. But I guess to do that, you've got to have a little bit of a courage to say, it's okay, I can be a little bit different from others. Yeah. You mentioned at Wowee, you, you look at a lot of different things. You look at policy, you look at uh, product design, you look at em- empowerment of women in, in different ways. Let's talk about finance. Let's talk about investing. What are the uh, what are the things that, that women are missing, perhaps, or need to have further education regarding investing, you know, risk, tolerance, fear, those sorts of things uh, uh, that, that will that will encourage them to be better investors or more successful investors. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So um, with that, I mean, I think when you look at the history and you look at the parents, you start from let's start, all of you might be parents, father, and then mother. But it it tends to be that father tend to talk about investing to their son more than to the daughter. Hmm. So maybe that's where they start from. If you're a young father, Maybe put in mind that, you know, let's talk about investment if within your family, both gender equal to your daughter and then to your son. So that's one point. Another is that, um, like everybody, male or female, we got to start investing and uh, somewhere and take, learn how to take risk. So earlier the better when you start doing that. Um, and uh, to be able to figure out your own risk tolerance as, as you sort of uh, invest. And uh, at the end of the day, to be a good investor, you need to understand your risk tolerance and be able to overcome some of the fears and be, start mm. to be able to take mindful risk in order to make money. So I think it's important to um, uh, look at it from that lens. Risk mitigation, women tend to be very good at, but how do we get the courage to start taking a little bit of risk and learn what is the kind of a risk tolerance you have, and then be able to expand that risk tolerance by learning about the product more, and then understanding where you feel comfortable, and also knowing don't compare yourself. You know, you hear somebody having a great return in 2021. Maybe that was easy to do that. It might have been luck. So, so much of the investment is in a way you can't tell the future, and that's the beauty of it. Um, and uh, so to be able to understand the product risk and then maybe stick to things that you know, like index funds to start with, don't venture out into something, and then to learn a little bit about the losses you might take and uh, also understanding the fee and the structure. And then go little bit by little bit and try to expand your risk horizon as you make more money. Fascinating. Nice. I mean, Junko, I'm looking at your portfolio and it's just so humbling. I feel like I've not done enough with my life. <laughs> Having read your extraordinary achievements, there's so many. But just one I want to focus on finally, it says that you've co-founded Clint uh, that trains community leaders to protect and empower vulnerable women and girls, which sounds like an extraordinary initiative. Maybe just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. So when I said um, I wanted to do, uh, doing, after my uh, being in a multinational life, I said I want to learn a little bit more about how do I make social impact for women. I went to Harvard and uh, studied there to figure out. And, of course, the first thing that came in mind is, okay, I'll gather some money and maybe you know, create a platform to put money into these vulnerable women. But then as I studied more, I realized, well, there are the 
way we can look at things from both top down and bottom up. And top down is what I'm doing with Wuwei policy change. Uh, creating more fund manager that's women and pushing people to look corporates to look hire more women equally so forth. But there's also a bottom up area that the community has to start working together and to want to make the change because at the end of the day, for especially for vulnerable women in the community, you need some culture change and behavior change. Mm-hmm. So this is where I learned the methodology of. Um, distributed leadership, and I became an accidental community organizer. And I taught that out in the refugee camps in Myanmar and some of the, uh, some of the uh, disadvantaged communities, uh, like where they would have things like um, brothels and so forth in Indonesia, islands. So I went all over to teach these methodologies so the community can, can gather up and start changing the framework and start protecting and creating uh, prevention policies, uh, for example, on human trafficking and so forth uh, for these vulnerable girls and women in their community. They're, mm. they're really the bottom of the bottom in terms of power structure. Yeah. Great story, Junko. Thank you so much for being with us today. Junko Yoda, who is an advisory board member of Women of the World Endowment, also called WOWE. You can uh, find them at WOWE, W-O-W-E, endowment.org and um, maybe we'll put that in the chat on mm. our Facebook uh, Facebook live page. But uh, Junko, thanks for being with us and, and for being so inspirational uh, toward not, not only to women, but I think toward men as well yeah. and everything you've achieved and, and the equity that you're trying to seek. Thank you so much, Glenn and Neil. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.